Welcome to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast, where we desire to connect you with people, teaching, encouragement and resources that will see you and those around you restored to true humanity. Join us as we seek to help you apply the grace of God onto the details of your life. Hello and welcome to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast. I'm Jess Finance and I'm hosting this podcast today and I'm joined by Kurt Peters and Peter Sondergeld, who are two board members of Restore Ministries. Thanks for joining. Yeah, good to be here, Jess. Yeah, it's always awesome to be with you guys. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a while. If you were around for season one of Restore Ministries Australia podcast, you would have noticed that we've been quiet for mm. quite a while. It's been a number yeah. of months of radio silence around the space. So we just really wanted to let you know uh, excitedly that we are kicking off into season two. So there's some good episodes to come and I'm sure we'll chat about that as this episode goes on. But we also wanted to let you know about the other things that are going on behind the scenes that you might not know about. Um, So Peter, you've been busy. Can Mm. you maybe kick us off and let us know what's been going on under your vision of Restore Ministries in the last few months? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's been it's been pretty exciting. I think um, I think it was a call with uh, that Kurt and I had together where we talked and we're just talking about how to uh, go forward with Restore Ministries uh, in 2021 and a whole bunch of thoughts. And uh, I think Kurt at one point in time just said, Peter, you just have to get your book finished. Uh, yeah, that's right. You, you're partway through that and you just need to get your book finished. So basically what we did is we just went, we're stopping everything. We uh, started pulling uh, blogs out of the archives that no one mm-hmm. had seen before. They were kind of dusted them off and sent them out in some monthly emails. We haven't really been doing video blogs. And so all the while, what Peter's been doing is he's had his head down. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, often, uh, I often talk at the Project Church about how uh, often things are like a duck going across the surface of a lake, you know, and it looks all very serene, but underneath it's, it's paddling pretty hard. So, uh, yeah, I had, um, had some... So time. you were the serene duck? Well... I don't know whether people around me would actually uh, have said that <laughs> by looking at me, but um, that's that's a good question. The cool, the cool thing was the elders of uh, the Project Church said to me at one point, they said, look, just get it finished. They kind of got on board with that. So get it finished and uh, we're going to give you five weeks off and your first week is just paid leave and we just want you to have a break. And uh, they gave me a break and honestly, I spent the first week mostly just watching the Hobbit trilogy. Um <laughs> <laughs> which which I loved because it just got me into the narrative kind of just a grand story uh, with something at risk and mm-hmm. and some uh, some people who were kind of taking an action forward, which was going to be good. And so that was really cool. And then I watched some stuff by uh, Eugene Peterson about the power of story. And um, ah, it was anyway, it was that was awesome. It just really got my head in the right space to uh, finish writing and the next four weeks of writing came really quite easily and uh it was was just thoroughly enjoyable so you know we're we're working working on finding someone who's going to do some kind of editing of Mm. of the uh the book but um yeah it's it's pretty well done yeah it was it was unreal to walk alongside you in that time because it did feel like god was doing some pretty special things like even even that week where you did get to watch the hobbit trilogy and uh, you came out of that pumped, ready to go. Yeah. And then although there were moments in those four weeks where you're kind of walking through the valley of the shadow of death and you're thinking, oh, no, it's not going well, God always just kept picking you up and moving yeah. you to new yeah. fresh places in your thinking and 
Yeah. It was awesome to watch. Yeah, it felt like, um, you know, I've often, uh, I've often said to people that writing is just really hard work. Someone said to me uh, a little while ago, they said, most writers don't like writing, but they like to have written. And I can understand that sentiment a bit uh, now is um, it is hard work. And I think you don't, I found that when I uh, studied my doctorate, actually, there were times when I was studying my doctorate where I would start working on a particular day or on a particular chapter and I'd just go, I just really hope this one comes easily. But the reality is that good writing never comes easily. It, good writing comes because you work hard on it. Mate, it was just a total just thrill to work with you on that because you were the first sieve that the, uh, the chapters went through. And, can you uh, call me your, can I be your muse? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you want to. I think to. Jesus is probably your muse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just, it was awesome to uh, get a really rough draft finished and shoot it off to you and then get your uh, insight on some of those things and feedback and encouragement. And it's been a great process. I think it's, it's the culmination. And I think this is really relevant to Restore Ministries is that... Um, We've had lots of good random ideas, but the power of writing a book is that you have to synthesize all of those ideas and then systematize them so that they're useful to people. And so, you know, we started out writing a book. I thought, um, we think this is going to be helpful, but having, having written it, it's, it's, it feels like it's actually a lot bigger than just writing a book. It's actually an articulation of the the ministry philosophy, direction of Restore Ministries in a way that other people are going to be able to get on board with that and engage with it and kind of learn the biblical language that's in it mm. for interpreting life. Yeah. What would you say, Kerr? What, 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 are your, what were your what perceptions on it? Yeah. I, I loved going on that journey with you of you just trying to articulate all these things we've been talking about for years yeah, uh, and then trying to encapsulate it in a really systematic way in the chapters. Some of the chapters, I, the thing I loved about the way you did it is when I pushed back, you took it as the words of a friend. I had no fear of giving you really honest feedback mm. because we've got such a strong relationship. I felt like you could just take it as the words of a friend who loves you. And so it was really wonderful to see you... you us, as I gave feedback, us reflecting together again yeah, so on the content of the chapter and pushing it further, mm. which was really, really exciting to see. And and as a consequence of that, I feel like, I mean, we haven't gone through the editor, editing process yet, but I feel like the book's a winner. I love it. Um, I've got, I'm so pumped. I want to give it to everyone I meet. Um, and I, at the moment, I've got to hold myself back because you're going to start selling books eventually, Pete. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but I've given it to lots of different people. And I've tried to give it to a diversity of people uh, who come at the Christian faith from different angles. And uh, I've got universal praise and and real impact from the book so far. Yeah, in a way that I th- I'm, ex- I'm so excited about what God is going to do about it, uh, with it in the future. So yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah. And I, I um, yeah, I, I probably, I feel that myself. Um, yeah. more now than ever. I think I've always, um, I, I mean, I've always felt the presence of shame in my own life quite acutely and it, it's, it's been quite powerful. So uh, there's been even a process for me of just going like, what, why, how am I even allowed to write something? 
And then yeah. when you write something, for me, I, the thought has often gone through my mind. It's like, well, I don't even know where this is going to help anyone. And I, I don't know how many times I've said that. I think I must have said it to you like hundreds of times. Where At I just least go, a well, thousand. <laughs> At least a thousand, <laughs> says Jess. Um, but I, 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 do, I do think that. And, and I, you know, a few years ago, God, um, I was spending some time in worship and prayer with the Lord one day and um, the Lord really impacted me with the story of the feeding of the 5,000 and that little boy that turned up with his lunch and, mm. um, and he just handed his lunch over to Jesus not knowing what was going to happen with it. And, and I, I feel like that kid and um, I feel like the book is kind of me handing, handing my lunch over to Jesus and it's, yeah, I mean... At the project, we've started using the material in our mm -hmm. run of uh, restoration yes. groups at the moment. And uh, you know, I'll throw to you in a minute, Jess, because uh, Jess is kind of leading in that space. But I've been supervising the groups up here. And to see um, some of the stuff kind of mapping onto people's lives in really powerful ways. I mean, I'd, I sit there supervising these groups. I think last week I supervised the women's group and mm -hmm. almost cried probably three times in the group to see, you know, this this little boy's lunch speaking really deeply to people is mm. profound yeah it's incredible watching how the work that you have poured so much into is impacting people and seeing that firsthand i don't know how that feels from your perspective oh, but for me um yeah having seen the behind the scenes of the book coming together and now watching it in play almost mm. is is pretty incredible and you touched on a little bit then about the concept of shame and last week was week two of our restoration group which was the chapter on shame and I think that last time we actually did a podcast talking about the book was when we released that chapter online and that's mm. still up there for people to download if they're interested in getting a taste of of what the book looks like uh, which was the dehumanized and stuck chapter two of mm. of the now call are we releasing the name are we yeah yeah no, let's say there? Let's, of becoming be you <laughs> becoming you becoming you peter sondergaard's first book but <laughs> in that episode i was just uh, reminiscing then in the episode then we were talking a little bit about the journey that god had been taking you on mm. in writing the book yeah. and that was a good i don't even want to guess how many months ago yeah yeah but was. how much has changed since then yeah massive yeah yeah and it's a uh, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like the last 10 years of my life has been God leading me into things that I feel like I can't do and um, or I shouldn't be doing. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he wants me to do it. So yeah. I'll just do it and we'll see what happens. And yeah. that's why it's been so... I really do. I mean, I sit there as a supervisor in the, in the groups that are running here in Toowoomba and I, um, I really do feel like the kid that just gave his lunch over. Yeah. It's just... Because in a, in, a, in a lot of ways, the... The stuff that I've written in the book is really me just giving out mm. what the Lord's been doing in me and what I've seen in Scripture. And to see God use that, that's that's really moving. And it's not yeah. I don't know, I don't know if you can understand, but it's not moving in a isn't Pete wonderful kind of way. But look at what God's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, look at what God's doing with the stuff that he did in Pete that he's put down in a document. Yep. In, in a book. I, I mean, it, it it feels like the most outrageous, ridiculous honour for me that... I mean, last last week, 
someone in in the group I was watching just read a line out of the the book that really impacted them and mm-hmm. I just I just I mean it was so it's a, it's an overused term but in this context but I did I, I just felt so humbled that yeah. someone that God would use something that I wrote sitting in my uh, office um, to really impact someone's someone's life yeah that was amazing and he's definitely been doing that I mean I'm watching that firsthand at the moment and you touched on the fact that we're running restoration groups mm. but do you mind giving us a quick breakdown of what that even means what are these groups that yeah. we're doing yeah no that's good so um well we did a webinar on this uh, probably about a month ago I think yeah we uh, did. maybe a little bit more but uh, look, restoration groups basically use the Becoming You content. The subtitle of the book is Becoming the Person God Made You to Be. Um, and it uses that content to work through a um, basically an, an 11-week process where people are in really close-knit community. Um, they're there every week. They, they read through the book material. They read through scripture. They reflect on questions and they journal answers to their questions. And in the context of that close community of those groups, um, God just gets to work doing his restorative handiwork in their life. Yep. And um, we, well, we had an intensive plan, right? We did. Yeah, we did. Yes, what we happened did. to that? Well, what happened to that? <laughs> that was the, uh, the, the, hope lockdown, that <laughs> <right>? the hope <laughs> that never came to be. Yeah. No, that's right. We, um, yeah, as you said, we had hoped to hold an intensive, which is a restoration group format but condensed over four days. So rather than 11 weeks, it would have been over four days. Uh, and the day before that was meant to begin, we unfortunately had to had to cancel that one. And that was due to COVID restrictions that came into place unexpectedly. But I don't know how you felt about that. Well, I do a little bit. We have had those conversations, of course, mm. but there was an eerie sense of peace, I think, yeah, amongst the team when that happened. We... um. Yeah, we were faithful and we were trusting and hoping for it to go forward. But um, it's funny how when it all ended up not coming into place, there was disappointment, but mm. there was just a lot of peace and a lot of trust yeah. that God was still doing a good thing and that wasn't what was going to be moving forward at that time. And all our all our hard work is not for naught. No, and so if you want to know what we've been doing behind the scenes, that was a lot of... A lot of our time mm. over the last few months was preparing. Yeah. Um, yeah, not only the book, but all the logistical things that come with running a restoration group. Yeah. And when, I mean, part of that, at, at least from your perspective, is uh, getting all the systems and everything mm-hmm. running really well. So communication's good and people know um, how to interface and where they're at and where the good coffee shops are in Toowoomba. That's very important. For the intensives. <laughs> And also, I, I mean, maybe maybe the Lord's in it in the sense that the first intensive Kurt needs to be there. Um, and he wasn't <laughs> going to be able to make this one. One day. One, so, one um, We're going to try and get him You keep putting it on when I'm on holidays, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Do you know the other thing that we've been doing, and maybe we could just talk about this for a couple of minutes too, mm. I reckon, is just the um, thinking through some of the leadership dynamics behind it. Yes, um, restoration groups in the past, we've kind of, uh, the main part of our training and perhaps even almost the sole part of our training has been people's character, uh, which is really, really important. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we've built in now, just done a whole bunch of work on the nature of the relationship between uh, leaders in a group and participants, yes. uh, how we understand change and how change happens in a group context and in the context of the Becoming You material. Um, you guys are both part of that training. You guys have any thoughts or reflections on any of that? 
Yeah, I was as I was uh, kind of on the training over Zoom, so I wasn't in the room. I was struck by how powerful the process of working in a group could be when it becomes a, a safe place that has clearly defined boundaries for safety. Yeah. Um, so inevitably for a person who's coming into a group who's had struggles or sins or struggles or shame, shame issues in their lives, uh, the place they're going to flourish is a place of safety. The place they're going to be able to be honest is a place of safety. The place they're going to be able to be transparent is a place of safety. And so what I could see in the way we were doing this leadership, this training is there was a real intent from the word go to say, how are we making these groups safe places for people to actually deal with significant issues in their lives so that so that the word of God, so that Jesus might really bring about trans- transformation through the ministry of the group. Um, so that, that was really exciting to see how intentional that was. And so we talked about things like the, the, the covenant that holds the group together and the, and the boundaries that we place in the group and the, and the kind of rules set for the group and how they function best and kind of the input of the leaders and the assistant leaders in maintaining that space, that safe space. Um, but just that that thinking, I think that's that's going to be the gold, I think, that's going to see this, I think, become a real a potential mainstay in churches in how to do um, group transformation in yeah. Christ. That's good. Did you have any reflections, Jess? Because uh, we're onboarding you, right, as a, uh, <laughs> as a supervisor eventually, once uh, you get a yes. few notches on your belt, so yes. to speak. Um, do you have any reflections on that? Oh, it was absolutely a really valuable time, would probably be the first thing I would say. And we'll pop some links in show notes about restoration groups and how you can get a little bit more information about that. But I think one thing that if it instills any confidence in anybody listening to this is that we take training and leadership really seriously. Mm, yeah. And it's um it's the safety and the care and just the gathering around people who partake in restoration groups is really, really important. And Kurt's really touched on the element of safety, but it's also going your leaders are people who have personally walked through this as well. Mm. They've seen people gather around them. They've learned how to draw really close to Christ in this material, in this process, in their own small groups so that they can love and serve you well. And I think for me that was a really a really big and valuable thing. Yeah, it's not only about equipping leaders but it's going how do we know that we are people who are drawing really, really close to Christ and seeing him really, really clearly in the things that are hard within our own lives um, and that's been really valuable and really important and obviously as we're walking through that now with some people inside uh, our own church inside the project church that's what we're doing mm. we'll talk a lot about I'm sure over the the months and years of restoration group about yeah just shepherding and being able to shepherd and care for people well yeah. and that was just one of the most beautiful things I think that came out of that leadership process was we've got a heart to care really well with um, mm. yeah, clear defines and boundaries, like Kurt said, but just abounding in, in grace and drawing people closer and closer to, to who God is and who he's created them to be. Yeah, it was really exciting. And I mean, even um, personally, it's been so great to just set the becoming your content loose a bit and see people engaging with it and learning about what's helpful and what's not. I think every week as I sit in groups, I... I, uh, I see both the helpfulness and the material and also see, oh, okay, there's a couple of areas that we could tweak or, yeah. 
maybe in the uh, reflection questions for that particular chapter, maybe we just need another reflection question in there mm -hmm. um, that kind of deals with another particular area that would be really helpful in that section. So I feel like that learning process is probably going to be ongoing, yeah. probably for the life of the material, to be honest. That's but, right. Yeah. But and that's, the, be that's yeah. the beauty of publishing, I think, these days is you don't have this static book that just sits out there forever, but... We can, you can be making updates more regularly as 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 you have that reflective process of putting that material out and hearing what people think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to just um, um, maybe we can just speak to that quickly? Is um, you know some of our thinking. This is not set in stone, but one of the things that we um, we we've been thinking about uh, restore ministries and in particular the becoming you material. You know, it's 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 not just information so we get some information out it really is a um a, a paradigm a, a a pair of glasses that you wear um that, that are biblical glasses it's it's drawn from scripture and um so we we don't just see the becoming immaterial finishing just with a book and it's like here we're done but there's there's likely to be just a whole bunch of spin-off derivative materials um, which has kind of led us to think to really have a close look at the self-publishing side of things um yeah because there's 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 a bunch of opportunities um there for the material you, you got anything i mean we've talked a lot about that haven't we kurt we have and we've talked about um that it's not just a book I, the, the material we put together in that book it's not just a book it's a it's a paradigm for seeing life and growth and in some senses i see it becoming more of a movement than anything else a movement of people that uh, want to uh, do do personal relationship with Christ mm. in the day to day, and do personal relationship with Christ in a really profound way with each other. Um, and so I'm excited. All this, and so we, yeah, we have decided that uh, we we have to talk very seriously about self publishing as the way to do it, um, because then you get that creative control over the content, and you can have a whole bunch of spin off works, and you don't have to worry about running it through a publisher. And, um, we, we can just continue to build and continue to see the movement fostered rather than be held back by uh, a publisher. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, uh, oh, I'm just going to, I'll throw this out there publicly and then I might have to retract <laughs> it some other time. But uh, yeah. I am actually pumped about uh, maybe in a couple of years' time writing some stuff on marriage that comes from this mm -hmm. perspective. Uh, this book's all about getting people really close to Jesus or the next most significant relationship um, after relationship with Jesus is a husband and wife relationship. And mm -hmm. as a fun fact, this stuff actually started as a marriage seminar um, yeah. and, and it kind of grew into becoming you. And, um, you know, it's, it's not, you know, the materials are not going to be coming out anytime soon. So don't, you know, don't get too excited at this point in time because becoming you, we're still tidying that up and and needing to uh, release that. Um, but you know, in a couple of years, I'm big time just looking mm -hmm. forward to having some time out to really pull, work really hard, and pull some stuff together uh, that comes from this perspective um, for marriages, and and that's um, that's going to be really uh, exciting, I reckon. Um, can I um, can I speak to your listeners for a moment? Yeah. With this book, with this book coming out, if we do go down the the road of self publishing, 
then in order to get the book out there, it's not you don't have a big publisher who puts it out there for you and promotes it for you. You actually have to take that responsibility yourself. And so every one of you who are listening right now, you're going to be part of, of that movement. You're going to be part of the people who are giving it to your people. You're giving it to your pastors. Yeah. Um, you're suggesting to people, hey, you should read this book. Uh, and so we're excited. We'll be excited to work with you in helping other people um, kind of see what you've seen in the material that Pete's put out before and, and hopefully what he what you'll read in the Becoming You material as well. So it's an exciting journey that we'll be on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It will be. And we want to embrace other people in that. Do you want to just tell us what's happening with uh, Restoration Group Intensives? Yes. So the next plan is for us to run our usually scheduled programming I guess you would say with another intensive in January 2022 which feels crazy to say Mm. but that's that's the plan so those dates will be up on the Restore Ministries Australia website if people are interested in even just signing up for our newsletter to hopefully find out more uh, they will be hosted in Toowoomba I like to call it Restore Ministries headquarters that's my little (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> little phrase it but um yeah we just love to see people connect in if you're at all interested in any of this becoming you content that we've been discussing my first call would be hop on the website download chapter two have a little sneak peek and get mm. in contact with us mm. because i mean if you can't tell already we love to chat about this stuff yeah, um, yeah, we really believe in the transformative work that God is doing. Uh, we're watching it right now. We're watching it play out right now. Yeah. We've seen it play out in the past. We, we're trusting that it'll continue to play out into the future. So 12th to the 15th is what I have in my head. Yes, is I think that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of January. Yeah, yeah. so that, that'll be great. So uh, get on that. And if you can't come, pray against COVID yes, and lockdowns please. and all that sort of stuff and <laughs> Just uh, prayed out of Sydney right now. Yeah, Because um, we, we actually had people coming from, what do we have? We had Melbourne, Sydney. We had Melbourne, Sydney, Canberra, Sydney, Brisbane, Gold, Gold Coast. Coast, some Western suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. So we had people coming from all over the place. So it was it was disappointing, but the Lord's Lord's got his plans and purposes and, um, you know, he's he's been bringing good out of it. Absolutely. And we're really looking forward to what God's going to do. Uh, through us and um, we've been doing some strategic planning uh, just working through what the shape of Restore Ministries might look like uh, going forward in order to grow in line with what God's up to and um, that's pretty that's pretty exciting I mean there's a lot of that's just not finalized and worked out yet but we're pretty um, pretty pumped about that and we've got some some people whose hearts are uh, very close to us and good friends of Restore Ministries around the country who are pretty uh, passionate about being part of things too and we uh, we value them hugely. Uh, they've kind of been a little bit kind of uh, uh, second tier in terms of uh, pushing the book out to them and getting some feedback from them and their feedback has been huge because, uh, you know, I really do believe, you know, someone's got to put in the work to get something going but it is a team effort to get a, a resourcing to get some content that you can put into people's hands that is going to be really helpful yes so um i, I don't know you know you know one liner there's plenty of upside for restore ministries at the moment that's uh that's what it feels like so let me uh i might uh finish with the scripture that we uh traditionally do um at the end of a restore ministries podcast and it kind of captures uh, everything that we're um we're trying to do at restore ministries we we value so highly people coming to faith 
but we just know mm. that God, God's interest in people is not just to get them saved, but he's uh, getting them saved and, and, and rescuing them is part of this process of their humanity being restored. Yeah. Uh, you could say to their former glory, right, as image bearers of God. So I want to leave us with Philippians uh, 1, uh, verse 6, where Paul writes, He who began a good work in you will carry it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. We love every single time we hear a story of God's restorative work beginning by someone becoming united to Christ, becoming a Christian, being rescued. Uh, and we are, um, we are just as excited about seeing full restoration happen in people. And uh, it's wonderful to watch it in, uh, in groups as people interact with materials. But one day we're all going to get to see the finished product of each other and it's going to be pretty impressive, I reckon. Yeah, it is. Very well, we want to thank you for uh, tuning in and listening to the Restore Ministry Australia podcast. Stick with us for season two because we've got some exciting episodes coming, all focused around identity. So we're uh, excited to share those with you and we look forward to hopefully meeting some friendly faces in the months and years to come. Thank you for listening to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast. If today's episode was a blessing to you and you would like to support our ministry, please visit www.restoreministries.com.au forward slash donate. Every generous donation is used to further equip and serve the broader church and see people restored to true humanity. Or if you'd like to access further articles, videos and resources, please visit our website, restoreministries.com.au and head to our resources page. Restore Ministries Australia, a catalyst for Christ-centred change.